Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and we are doing something a little bit different today. Um, It's Thursday when I record this. It's Thursday the 15th. And as you all know, I typically try to record the new and full moon forecast a week before the actual new and full moon, just so that you guys can get a heads up. You have a astro weather forecast and you know what to expect. But this week, the new moon is actually falling on a Friday. And I'm like, well, I record every Friday or I publish a podcast every Friday and it's actually the new moon today. So why don't we celebrate that together and talk about it together. And I don't think that we've ever actually had a full podcast on new or full moon ceremonies. So this is what I am proposing we do today and talking specifically about the moon and the qualities of the moon and the role the moon plays in our life, how important it is when it comes to our emotional state connecting with other people, empathy. So again, we're going to talk a little bit about the moon. We are going to talk about intention setting, how to create a sacred space for intention setting, and other ways that you can kind of clear energy and renew yourself because that's what the new moon is all about. The full moon is awesome and it's considered more auspicious, but if you've been following this podcast long enough, you know that I have a tender spot for new moon energy. It's very yin. There is a very receptive nature to it. It's asking us to relax and renew, refresh, and we are in Mercury retrograde, so it's even a more auspicious time for that. And so talking a bit about the moon. And I, I just want to be very transparent with you all because I know that it's so difficult for me to kind of mask how I'm feeling. I am going through a pretty challenging time and it's actually a lot easier than I anticipated it might be. (laughs) And maybe I'll share more about it on another podcast. I'm thinking about doing a Saturn return podcast and talking about Uh, Saturn, and I've been planning that for a while, so maybe that'll be out next Friday. But yeah, and so much of this has been coming up for me in terms of being able to nourish yourself and provide safety for yourself, consistency for yourself, having resiliency, emotional resiliency, which is so important in so many facets of our life, is the moon. That is how we see it in somebody's chart. If we're looking for someone who's going to be emotionally resilient and emotionally sound, we want to see the placement of their moon, aspects to the moon, and how their moon is doing. And of course, if you have a very afflicted moon, it doesn't mean that you're going to like never be able to have emotional resiliency. You just may need to work a little bit harder at it. And so why is that though? The moon represents our mother. And if we were lucky enough to be raised with a good enough mother, that's what they call it in social work. It's not the perfect mother because that's impossible, but it's quote unquote good enough. If we had a good enough mother, we were provided with consistency and her, 
showing up when you needed her, her non-judgment from you, always ready to embrace you despite your mistakes, what you've done, what you're planning to do with your life, she is going to be there. She's going to provide you with nourishment and protection. She's going to establish boundaries for you. She's not going to just let you eat all of the cookies and make yourself sick. She's like, no, I love you so much that you can only have one and a half, (laughs) right? And through that love, we grow up to be a stable adult, somebody who has healthy attachment. We know how to provide love for ourselves. We know how to provide love for others because we've had a really good model of what that looks like. Now, on the flip side, like me, right? I want to normalize this because I think that it's so common. I think it's, I think it's very sad how common it is. Um, you had a mom who may not have been the best, right? She may have had her own attachment wounds. She may not have had a mother who provided her that security and comfort and love. And so she couldn't provide that for you. She did the best that she could, but it just maybe didn't make the cut. And so we grow up feeling malnourished emotionally. We have attachment wounds. We have trouble connecting and intimacy or expressing how we feel. And so with the energy or the power, I should say, of connecting with the moon, of understanding lunar qualities, we can begin to heal ourselves, nourish ourselves in a healthy way, a good enough way, and then we can provide that for the people around us. But it all starts inside. It always starts inside when it comes to healing And health, mental health, physical health, it all starts with what's happening inside of our body. So I mentioned when we connect with lunar energy, it's not just like we sit there and we chant to the moon and then we download all this information. I think that that could be a part of it. But it's also doing the internal work, going to therapy, getting a coach, reflecting, journaling, watching patterns, actively trying to change neural pathways or noticing your samskaras. It takes work. But all of that is focusing on the mind, the moon, healing aspects of the moon that maybe were neglected growing up when we were at the will of our caregivers. Okay. So the first thing on new and full moons, but we're focusing on the new moon today, Checking in with your emotional state. Show up for yourself as a loving adult. And what does that look like, right? Some of you may already know, you may have excellent attachment figures in your life who show you what that looks like. Some of us, we may have to be like, okay, well, what would a loving adult, if we were watching a loving adult treat their child, how would they treat the little one? Without judgment, oh, you're feeling neglected. Like, I'm so sorry. I hear you're feeling neglected. How, how can I help you? Or I, I mean, I guess you wouldn't really say that to a little kid. We want to talk to them like it's a little kid, right? So it's like, oh my gosh, you're sad. I'm here with you. I'm not going to leave you. You're crying. That's okay. You're angry. That's okay. You know, no matter what feeling comes up, you're going to stay with that little person as a loving adult and creating a space for them to feel what they need to feel. And so you are doing this for yourself, right? You're going to be practicing doing this for yourself. 
And additionally, you know, sometimes we have thoughts or feelings where like, oh, I shouldn't feel that way, or I'm ridiculous for feeling that way, or oh my God, I should feel ashamed of myself for feeling that way. We would never talk to a little kid like that. A loving adult would never tell a child that they should be ashamed of what they're feeling or what they're thinking. Of course you feel that way. Of course you think that way, but that's just not the truth. You know, I'm here with you. You deserve love. I'm not going to leave you. No matter what you're feeling or thinking, I'm not going to leave you. Let's do what's best for you. What is loving for you? What do you need? Ask yourself, what do you need? How often do we ask ourselves that? I feel like so many of us, and I know that um, the audience is predominantly women, and in society, women are taught to constantly be thinking about other people. What can we do for other people? How can we serve other people? What do other people need? And that's great. You know, like there's a virtue in that in, in terms of like wanting to serve others and take care of others. But we have to be able to show up for ourselves first. What will be loving to you on this new moon today with whatever you're feeling? There is no shame there's nothing wrong with you. You can feel literally whatever you need to feel. Validate it. Of course you feel that way, you know? But I'm here. I'm not leaving. What will be loving to you? But you have to create the boundaries as well. If it's like, oh my God, I feel horrible. Well, of course you feel horrible. I want to text my ex. A loving adult might take the phone out of your hand. No, you cannot text your ex. You want to eat four Hail Marys. If you don't know what Hail Marys are, these like delicious chocolate tarts here in Austin. No, you cannot eat four Hail Marys. Maybe you can have half. Maybe you can have a fourth. But I love you enough to cut you off. Oh, well, I want to go on a bender and drink a bottle of vodka. <laughs> no, no, you can have a shot of vodka. <laughs> okay, so set your boundaries and just... Get in tune with yourself. Meet yourself where you are. That is step number one for connecting to lunar energy. Meeting yourself where you are in authenticity and accepting yourself, doing what is loving for you, no matter what else is going on. And then I would say clean yourself off right? When we move in the world, we collect energy. It's kind of like collecting dust. Every interaction we have, we collect a little bit of energetic dust. The more intimate connections we have, it's like a lot of dust, right? That's when like the cord cutting type of stuff comes in, but staying a little bit lighter today. Wiping yourself off, literally. It's you start at the top of your shoulder, you do a firm swoop down your arm, you wipe it off. You start at the top of your torso, you do a firm swoop, wiping it off. The key is that you wipe it down. So wipe your arms off, starting at the top, working your way down. Wipe your torso off, starting at your neck or your throat, wiping it down. You might even do your face. Um, wipe your legs off, starting at the top of your hip, down the thigh, down the calf, down the foot. You might wipe off the soles of your feet. Literally, like wipe it off, like get it off. And doing this outside into the earth, this is something my therapist suggests, doing it into the earth so that the earth can absorb it for you and help kind of lift that burden. After you've properly, completely wiped yourself off of energy, just kind of telling yourself, like I am renewed and I am open to new beginnings because this is what the new moon is all about. Starting something new, starting something fresh. It's not digging up old wounds. It's not trying to interrupt a cycle. It's allowing 
the cycle to begin where you are. So I am renewed. I am open to new beginnings. And then if you're outside, you come inside. If you're in your home, maybe light some incense, maybe sage the air is going to create a feeling of safety and sanctity. And then sitting down to write your intention. And for me, a practice that I do is I actually go through a gratitude list first. And I note down maybe 20 to 30 things I'm grateful for. And I found for myself, I don't know what it'll be like for you, but I found that when I try too hard, it doesn't work. So just try to like let it feel easy. Things you're just so grateful for that are so little. Like I'm so grateful for chai. I'm so grateful for my cat. I'm so grateful for coffee. I'm so grateful that my bed faces east or whatever. Like focusing on things that are simple pleasures, but bring you immense joy. Try not to think about it too much because the idea is that you're writing this list of gratitude in full sentences, give it each its own little line. If you have lined paper, I'm grateful for my cat, that's a line. I'm grateful for therapy, that's a line. I'm grateful for whatever. Give it each its own line and keep writing until you feel yourself bubble over with happiness because that's the juju. Like that's the magic is when you cultivate the gratitude, you cultivate happiness. That has its own potent energetic potential. And I'm serious. I've been doing this for a while. (laughs) So let it percolate, let it work itself up. Once you have your gratitude list and you're feeling the good juju, get another piece of paper and write down your intention. And this isn't meant, you know, to be, I want a new job or I want to have a relationship. It's going beyond that. It's going deeper than that. So, okay, I want a relationship. That's good. But beneath that, I want to cultivate good communication skills. I want to cultivate a good intuition. I want to cultivate the ability to say no to people I know aren't good for me and yes to people I know are going to nourish me. Another example might be, I want to cultivate my dream job. And it's like, yes, (laughs) write it down. And I want to cultivate an excellent resume. I want to cultivate discipline, consistency. I want to have the ability to show my authentic self in an interview. I want to be receptive to a job that I deserve. So finding your why in a way, just going deeper below the levels of your intention. What is it that you really want? Not surface level. What, are, what is it inside of you that you can cultivate to maybe draw this in a little bit easier, or a little bit better? After you've really sat with your intention and you've really given it a lot of loving thought, you can write it down on a piece of paper, get it very clear and very concise. And then you may consider setting it on your altar if you have an altar at home. If you don't have an altar, you may construct an altar. I think that altars are really important to have at home. Um, I have a few of them if you've ever seen like my Instagram story. Having a little space where maybe you have a few crystals, maybe you have a candle or an incense holder, You could even have like a little statue of a god or a goddess, you know, just creating something that's special. It may be a plant. 
It may even be a picture of, of your holy person. You know, if you're a Christian, maybe Jesus. So having this altar set up and you may set your intention next to the altar, light a little candle, light some incense and let that move into the intention because fire is incredibly powerful. And this is why we always hear about intention setting with the use of like a candle or incense. It's really just the fire. Same with smudging. Um, I mean, of course the scent and the materials have a lot to do with it, but there's this connection to fire and purity, right? Renewing and refreshing. So those are a few recommendations. I hope that they were helpful for you and give you a few ideas of how to spend your new moon. And of course, aside from any type of ceremony, laying low, taking it easy. This is a time of less energy, honestly. You might feel a dip in energy. It's going to be kind of intense. It's receiving aspect from the retrograde Mars. So avoid conflict, avoid risky behavior, risky activities. There may be some sudden events that occur, so watch out especially later into the weekend when the moon and the sun move into the sign of Libra. The sun is going to be debilitated. We, it's going to be with a retrograding Mercury. It's going to be receiving negative aspect. So there may be some little hiccups in the weekend or ups and downs. So just be very mindful, be careful, and spend time in places that are nourishing. Take care of yourself like you would as a loving adult. So I hope that this was helpful. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. You can follow my Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and on Twitter, astrologynow underscore. Please do not forget about my new Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. I'll put the link in the descriptions. It's a lot of fun. I post a fair amount I've posted different videos, articles, or like not articles, but like blogs I write and audio files. So if you like Astrology Now podcast and you want more content, definitely consider signing up for Patreon. Again, this is Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine. Thank you so much and have a wonderful new moon.